Hey everybody, this is Les. Thank you for joining my Be A Beacon podcast where you also learn how to be a beacon and you hear examples of uh, not only myself but stories of others where they had to been, continue to be beacons in their own lives. I am honored and privileged today to have a very special person on the podcast today who's going to talk about their who's going to talk about their experiences as well as uh you know as well as the need to curate events for your specific community um today i'm welcoming lee levingston perrine to the show he's the founders of founder of makers lab he's worked with a collaborative bunch he is just added, if you've ever visited the DMV or you live here, you have been to either a party or an <laughs> event for, you know, from Maker's Lab. All right, Lee, thank you so much, man, for joining me this morning. How's everything? Yeah, no, thank you for that kind introduction and thanks for inviting me. Uh, things are going well. I, I believe it is Saturday. You know, uh, time is a little off in the Rona, but right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing well on the Saturday. I actually got up early and went on a walk and like kind of like took in my neighborhood and I'm feeling, I'm feeling great and um, I'm glad I'm connected with you. So yeah. Great, and you know, that's something that's so important. Um, hopefully by the time this is released, um, we'll see kind of sunshine at the, end of the, at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully we're not still, you know, expected to be in our homes for months, but for many people, uh, many people are using this time to kind of reconnect with themselves. And like you, you just said you went for a walk. How's, how's it been for you, you know, during this time? And has uh, it helped yeah. you put things in perspective? Yeah, I mean, so don't get me wrong. Like, this is a, a very challenging time. Like, I have had uh, friends, very close friends, experience uh, losses as a result of, of COVID-19. And so uh, definitely, like, uh, it, like, it grounds me and makes me want to, like, live my purpose even more. Uh, but I will also say that, like, I am a person who is known for doing the most, uh, the absolute most. And uh, this forced downtime, although I, I don't know how much of it is actual downtime, has been good for me. Um, I am definitely more structured and have more of a routine, uh, cooking more, drinking more water, actually eating vegetables. And so, um, I've actually been able to reset and, and feel, and feel pretty great right now. So in a lot of ways, this is, uh, this has been very beneficial for me. Right. That's good. You know, and I, I feel the same way. Like, you know, this is terrible times we hope we don't experience nothing like this again but i know for me it's definitely helped me with um, you know with just certain perspectives you get certain juices uh, certain creative juices going and just resetting myself and what's really important in life and you know what it is i need to do to continue to be a beacon in my own life as well exactly. and one of the things that cause i've enjoyed many makers lab events myself uh what inspired you to do that uh can you tell us more about how makers lab came about and what you know what you hope for you know the what you hope for in the future with it yeah definitely so you know um as long as i can remember i've been bringing people together i grew up in st louis i feel like i used to have like little get togethers in college uh i think it was like my senior year i started throwing parties kind of got known for that moved to dc 2002 would have kind of like smaller gatherings and it was in 2012, I actually threw a tea dance uh, day party with some friends of mine uh, called Freak Out at a club that is no, that no longer exists called Gin Lounge. And we did that from 2012 to 2014. And I just really appreciated like that energy and people coming together and just like dancing. And that was just a straight up dance party. There was no cover. 
just people really getting their lives and wanting to continue that energy. And so Makers Lab was founded in the spring of uh, 2014. And, you know, while I really appreciated dance parties, I also wanted to create a variety of spaces for LGBTQ folks. And so uh, with the lab, you know, we did like body positive workout classes. We did film screenings. Uh, we did book talks. Um, we collabed with a whole lot of other folks. We were part of Team Honey Groove, which we're extremely proud of. And we're able to bring like Big Frida here in September of 2017 when we had the festival at Doc 5. And right. so uh, Makers Lab did a lot of really dope stuff. Uh, we ended up closing our doors in October 2017 because honestly, I was in the middle of active addiction. Um, so I took some time for myself and got sober. And we've since relaunched uh, in April of 2020. And we're still creating dynamic spaces for like LGBTQ folks, but now we are focused solely on zero proof uh, slash sober events. And so we're just going to show people like I like to say we're ambassadors of joy. So we're going to show people how to have a good time uh, without drugs and alcohol. So that's kind of where we are now. Okay, great. And, you know, and that was something that that intrigued me as I, you know, as I limited my drinking and as I've just like, okay, I'm. I'm just going from light drinking to, you know, nothing at all. I'm still in that process. And, you know, for me, definitely, I realized some of the harm I was causing, not only to others, but myself, you know, when I was just drunk and stumbling out of places drunk and, you mm -hmm. know, ordering all the booze that I think my body can <laughs> can handle. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, good that you've, um, that you, you're starting that. And when I saw that in one of your posts, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. You know, so how, when you, you know, came about with this idea to have more to have these sober you know events yeah. you know, what were you thinking you know what were people around you know around you telling you especially in a place like this where drinking does seem to be the norm yeah well i think i think there's a couple of things like so i cre i create spaces for a few reasons one uh because i joy is at the center of my life and i, I want to spread joy and i want to create joyous spaces but i also have always created spaces and communities where I didn't see what I wanted, like, or where I wanted to attend. And so the, you know, the party I just mentioned, Freak Out, you know, we hosted that during uh, Black Pride Memorial Day weekend. And look, I absolutely love like DC Black Pride. It is my like sure. favorite weekend of the year. But a lot of the parties during DC Black Pride either had like high covers or dress codes and it wasn't about dancing. And I was like, well, I can either complain about it or I can create the space. And so right. I teamed up with some folks to create the space. Um, Makers Lab, the same thing. And I was like, there were stories I wanted to tell. There's communities I wanted to celebrate, create those spaces. Um, when I finally embraced my recovery, I was like, well, Makers Lab needs to make a shift. And But even with that, like, I went back and forth about how public we should be about being zero proof and sober. And I was like, well, maybe we don't have to tell people. We'll just like kind of make this shift without a public announcement. But then I realized that uh, it's actually my responsibility uh, to to own and honor my recovery. And obviously I'm not the only person who has an, an issue with alcohol, right? And, um, and so I think it was important to take that stand. And my friends have been completely supportive, right? Because they've seen how recovery has like saved my life and made me, you know, a better friend, a better son, a better brother, a better uncle, just better all around. Like mm -hmm. I am, this is the happiest I've ever been. And that's because of recovery, right? And so right. I think, like the, the happiness and excitement that I have right now for my own life comes through. And so my friends uh, support that because they see how much I've grown and they see how I've actually become Lee and become aligned and become myself. So um, it's been pretty awesome, actually. 
My God, that that's incredible. And that's definitely important about, you know, who you have around you, you know, and who is supporting you, you know, with this. And I and there's definitely room for this. You're starting to see like different sober spaces kind of pop up around the country. Like uh, I've seen like posted articles about you know people doing this so hopefully this will be the new trend i mean i i don't think we're you know maybe mm-hmm. one day we'll all put hennessy out of business or something but you know and yeah like <laughs> to the folks who drink their hennessy and their liquor like hey you know i get it do your thing um and you know even when i got sober i had this belief that sobriety was going to be so boring and like what am i going to do just go bowling all the time right um, <laughs> uh, but now i'm just like i have a very different approach to it and i'm just like I know I know how to live, love, and celebrate without substances, and that's what I'm going to do. And I think, uh, you know, there's definitely like some education around it, and you know, a lot of people drink because of anxiety, right? right. And so, some of the work that the lab is going to be doing is helping people like work through anxiety. Like, you know, my nephew is like in a like in a social skills like class for like you know young folks, and like sometimes adults need need those classes too to like learn how to like enter a space and be okay with who you are, and if you feel like you said the wrong thing how to like rebound from that and also realize it's not the end of the world, right? And so how do we get to be our authentic selves without relying on like substances to like quote unquote like loosen us up? So um, that's definitely that's definitely what I'm gonna be doing like and, and the lab collectively is gonna be doing like in this next chapter, so. Cool, and you know, once again, that is important. And what you're showing here is that you have had to be a beacon. You saw a lack of something, and instead of sitting back and complaining, like you know, sometimes every person tends to do, you actually set out and like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to create it and mm-hmm. see who supports it and see who comes out. And it has been really successful. Once again, y'all, if y'all come here to the DMV, you know, or do you live here or you, you know, are visiting, you know, definitely come through, you know, come through to one of the Makers Lab events. Uh, they're great. And now I wanted to ask you, because, you know, now we have this shift with mm-hmm. this quarantine where everything now is being done virtually. Yeah. And I know you have some, you you have some exciting things coming up and that's something else you know I want us you know want to discuss. What how how do you feel about integrating like you know right now the sober spaces being at home where so many people are even drinking more and you know along with the virtual spaces cuz they you know they don't have to go anywhere. Many people are just working in a in a in like a top to be yeah. presentable from the top up. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> although I, I do like to now put on clothes every day because it does like, impact my mood and helps me feel better. Right. But uh, I think when it comes to virtual space, so, you know, before everything happened with like, uh, with Corona, we had never produced a virtual event. That's just, because we never had to, right? Like we really right. prided ourselves on in-person events, people coming together, that, that, that community, that connection. Uh, that sense of togetherness. Um, and even when everything happened with like stay-at-home orders, you know, I considered canceling all of our events. And But what I realized is like now more than ever, people need to find ways to feel connected. People are isolated right now. People are struggling. Like, yeah. And I live in a pod, right? So there's like four people in my house. And so that's one of the reasons I'm doing well is because I have people to connect with, right? And so how do we build those connections? And while, you know, it's somewhat challenging, I'm open to figuring out how to create those spaces. And and I think when it comes to virtual spaces, like in some ways they are actually safer for folks in recovery because you're in your house, right? And so right. you still get to experience really great music 
and all these other elements, but you're actually not around people like taking shots and down in alcohol and being triggered. And you know, for some sure. people in oh, their journeys, sure. that's not an issue for them. For me, I, I can't be around people drinking. I, I can't see people drinking and and I'm okay with that, right? And so I have to manage my life accordingly. Um, and so, you know, with this, our next project, which is Black in Space, a virtual Black Pride experience, which is like five days of like Black joy, um, we, that is a zero proof experience. And we're, we're doing that in a way where the folks involved in the celebration aren't talking about drugs and alcohol, right? And so we have a happy hour on the Saturday with like Impulse Group and, you know, they're partnering with like Take Down Tina. And, you know, one of the possible topics is like how to get your groove on without substances. Right. We're having, you know, an astrology happy hour and a coloring happy hour where we're giving you mocktail recipes, not cocktail recipes. Now, what people do with that, if they put an alcohol topper on it in their house, that's on them, right? right. But I'm not pushing alcohol through those five days. Like, that's not what we represent. Because also, honestly, prides do a terrible job of considering folks in recovery, right? And so, yeah, sure. um, yeah, you see the big, big ass absolute signs and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So no, I, I feel you on that. And so the black and space for me is is a commitment to centering like black, queer, and trans folks because we are often overlooked, and it's centering folks in recovery because we deserve to celebrate and feel safer. Obviously, I can't guarantee a hundred percent safeness, but we can make it safer for folks like myself. And, um, you know, and people who get on the spaceship are going to have a great time and they're going to realize they had a great time and we weren't talking about, like, if we're talking about shots, we're talking about shots of, like, ginger and turmeric, not. And those, and those hell, those shots are even more powerful and more helpful to y'all. Let me tell y'all, if y'all haven't had a ginger turmeric shot, <laughs> right? Jello has nothing on it. Jello has nothing on it. Hennessy has nothing on it. Just get you some ginger and turmeric and just down the shit. Right. And, you know, and, and I, I say this, like, this isn't intended to be, like, preachy or anything like that. It's just, like, I produce events that I want to attend, and I produce events right. where I feel safe. And so I'm producing for what works for me, and I fully recognize that people who were with Makers Lab in the first chapter may not come along on this next chapter. And I'm okay with that, because um, this is where I am in my journey, and I have to own and embrace where I am in my journey. And I know there's other folks who who will come with me on this journey because they haven't, now they see themselves in these spaces too. Um, and so, but that was also a shift for me too, right? That, that yeah, it, it's gonna look different and being okay with that looking different as well. Right, and I'm glad that you touched on that because now, you know, I've also been involved with nowadays, you know, centering myself more, practicing mindfulness when you you know once you begin to center yourself would you say that's when the clarity truly happened when you began to you know just center yourself and like you said you create events that you want to attend which is very important you're not mm -hmm. just like okay you know let me do this because i know this will make me money or let me you know post this up here because i know you know people will feel that you're doing your work from the heart Mm -hmm. And that's something that so many people feel. That's what so many people feel that, you know, that radiate y'all post things, you know, y'all, you know, y'all have events that's like, oh man, this is really touching my soul. It's not just, a, <laughs> you know, it's not just a, oh yeah, let me go, you know, yeah, and it's fun to go party, but y'all actually have very soulful events and that is so, you know, important and that is a missing piece that, you know, I found, you know, that, you know, I, you know, I 
found I thought was lost in the queer community. So I definitely want to, you know, give a shout out to you and others that are, you know, continuously making that happen and y'all continuing to shed your, you know, to shine your beacons on everyone else, you know, as well while y'all are doing the work. So can you tell me more about like how your, like how centering, centering yourself helped you not only, you know, with yourself, but how that spread at the Makers Lab and your yeah. other projects? Yeah, well, one, I appreciate you, uh, like, identifying the events as soulful. Like, I've actually never used that word to describe our work, but I do think it's it's very important and accurate, and so I'm going to incorporate that in our language, so thank you for that. Um, also, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they're like, what is Maker's Lab? Is this, like, a movement? And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's, like, a movement, right? Um, and and it, but, but talking about, like, centering, um, yeah, like, sobriety has helped me center myself, right, because... I am clear, like I'm not, I wake up every day and I feel refreshed and I feel like myself and it's easier to navigate through the world and feel inspired and to connect with people, right? And then I think that centering leads to connecting with myself first and foremost and then connecting with other people. And through that connecting with other people, I'm actually a more effective collaborator, right? In the true sense of collaboration. And so when we talk about Makers Lab and especially this like latest project, Black in Space, like I can't talk about that project without mentioning, like, you know, my niece, uh, Jen Patience Rowe, also known as Patience Sings, a uh, phenomenal, like, singer, she is, artist, yeah. healer, just just amazing. Um, and we literally talk every day, like, one, check-ins with each other and, and about life and how we're feeling, but also about Black in Space and, and what we're going to be creating over those, like, five days. And, you know, like, so it's, like, me and Patience and some... Other folks involved like Jay Barber of Jaywalking Productions and Chelsea D of The Curatus and Brooke J of The Ho Hive and kind of coming together as like this Voltron to create what I know is going to be a very epic and 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 memorable and like just just great, great five days. Like I'm so excited about it. Um, but yeah, all that had to start with the foundation of like centering and like clearing clearing my mind and and, and trusting myself because I think you know, having been in active addiction, sometimes you're scared to trust yourself again because you're like, oh, my life was a mess and I caused so much harm, right? But then it's just like, we all make mistakes. You make amends where you can and then you have to live your life in an intentional way and and that's what I'm doing. And so, uh, but yeah, I do I do have to center myself and sometimes I, I get off track, right? And I have to recenter myself, right? This is, you're always doing the work. Isn't You don't ever stop, right? So, yeah, that's 100. That's yeah. 100 for sure. It's like you may we you know, you may get you may get off of the path, but then it's just important to get yourself back on and, you know, not, you know, beat yourself up about it, but just to continue to fucking do it, you know. So I yeah. definitely, you know, understand. Yeah, definitely. 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 And, you know, I'm just excited, you know, of what's to come, you know, and how how we're all making something instead of just sitting in our homes, being miserable, feeling sorry for ourselves. We're like, you know, what? no, we have the Internet. We have all these technologies. Let's just make all this virtual stuff we would normally go to. Let's just make it virtual. And so do you see even when, you know, this is all over with this quarantine, mm -hmm. do you see yourself mixing in? mixing in like virtual events as well as with in-person events? Uh, I mean, there's definitely going to be a mix of, of in-person and virtual because virtual, what I appreciate about it is that our, our reach is bigger, right? So if I was at a space in DC, I'm, I'm capped at maybe 250, 300 people. And also, you know, 
one of the reasons you can produce it in bars is because it's low barrier to entry, right? As long as you like hit a bar minimum, like you typically collect the door and they collect the bar and everyone gets to do what they do. But by not programming in bars, that means I'm paying like venue fees, which can sometimes be upwards of a thousand dollars, right? So, um, I'm probably going to do as much as possible virtually. And we're actually turning the front of my apartment into a studio. So in some ways, like the lab is like this, like quasi, like, I don't know if it's like studio television station, right? So imagine engaging, yeah, treat it like a television station, right? With all this programming that centers LGBTQ folks, but especially centers like black LGBTQ folks because I am a black queer person. And so um, there's definitely stories that I feel like should be amplified and I want to support amplifying, right? And so that's that's what it's going to look like. But there'll definitely be a hybrid because I do recognize the importance of in-person connection, but I do... think we're also going to continue our efforts in, in virtual spaces as well and that's what's up you know and that that's what's up and people that may feel like oh i can't get to anything or they may be more in a rural location they'll have access to this too so mm-hmm. that that is certainly incredible so you know real quick you know i want you to you know talk about uh discuss you know black in space you know the you know and i'll have more links below everybody so you can click on make uh, you know the link from makers lab you can find more you know learn more about makers lab and the event black in space so, you know just you can you tell us more about that and you know when you know when it's happening oh black in space so uh black in space you know i've i've been doing events for a very long time right but this is the project that i'm i'm the most proud of i'm the most intimidated by but the one that i know is going to be the most beautiful and uh the biggest celebration um of uh, i don't know if i like the word career but yeah and so basically what it is, it's five days. It starts Thursday, May 21st with a uh, welcome celebration. So there's going to include like talks and videos and some performances, then followed by an opening night party with DJ Mem. Uh, Friday, we're, folk- we're calling it Feel Good Friday. So it's like centering experiences around like art, pleasure, astrology. Uh, Saturday is like Say It Loud Saturday. So we'll have like a workout class. We're doing again that happy hour with Impulse DC. We're doing... Popcorn and Queer, so we'll be doing a great film screening. We're having a comedy show. It's an action-packed day. And then we're doing a concert with Asha Santee that night. Sunday is Set It Off Sunday. We'll have another workout class. We're doing a poetry slam. Having a dance party with uh, Baron Hawk, who's my absolute favorite DJ. We go back to the freakout days. Uh, And then, uh, because we really want this event to be intergenerational, partnering with Women in the Life and supporting them on their event on Sunday night. Um, and then Monday, we're going to have a couple of community conversations, one around healing and how do we take care of ourselves in the time of COVID. Another conversation about um, the need for sober spaces in queer communities. And then we're going to have some podcasts playing throughout the day. We're calling it like Sounds of Blackness. And then we'll close it out. Oh, we're having a, this is, this is, it's a very ambitious schedule, but hey, that's go big or go home. Um, and then we'll have a In Living Color, which is a coloring happy hour. And it's going to be, it's basically a coalition of trans-led organizations. And then we'll close it out with our closing ceremony where we'll announce kind of some, hopefully some big announcements for Black in Space moving forward, for Makers Lab moving forward. And yeah, we're just going to like harness that energy and, and build community starting with Black in Space, but continue that um, moving forward, right? Um, and so, you know, I'm still, the website launches on Sunday, May 3rd. Yes, tomorrow. Yeah, Sunday, May 3rd. Oh, t- yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like now. Oh. Um, and you know, we're figuring out the numbers, but I think by the time it's all said and done, we'll probably engage like close to 50 artists, uh, in this project. And the, all of this actually started because 
you know, I was originally going to program during Black Pride this year, and then everything happened with Corona, and then, like I said, I was going to cancel. But I, I, I knew, like, you know, these artists who've worked with me all these years, like, they leave their hearts on the stage, right? That's why my experiences are so dynamic, is because the artists I collab with pour so much of themselves into the event. And I didn't want to cancel my event, and then they couldn't rely on that gig, right? And so it's like, well, how are we going to, like, fund these artists? But then I was like, well, more artists need our support. And so it's kind of, it, it's definitely grown. Um, and then also realizing, like, you know, black folks in War 7 and 8 um, need supplies. And so, like, working with, like, Black Lives Matter DC. And so a portion of ticket sales are going to support us getting masks to folks in War 7 and 8. And all those masks are going to be made by queer and trans-owned small businesses, right? Nice. And so this is just showing the power of community. And, look, this is a large undertaking. Like, by the time it's all said and done, this could probably be, like, I don't know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. And... I'm relying on community to invest in this experience and we're relying on sponsors, but I know we're going to get this money. I believe in it. Yeah, for sure. Putting uh, it out there in the universe. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, all I can do is believe in it. And I believe in this project so much. I will dial for dollars. I'll dance for dollars. I'll, I'll do what it takes. And, and also I think people like when I've reached out to artists, like the first question is, Hey, are you in a space to create? How are you feeling? Right? Because I, I have to honor that not everyone is inspired right now. People are depressed. It's a tough time. But for some folks, they're like looking forward to creating, right? And being a part of this experience. And so that's what Black in Space is. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's a love letter. It is my love letter to DC, to Black people, to Black Pride, to art, to creativity, to space, to Afrofuturism, to like everything, right? And so um, super, super, super excited about it. Yeah, and I'm excited for you and everyone else that's involved with this. And, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this, you know, myself, you know, I'm, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to, you know, play my part in this as well as enjoy, you know, and participate in the activities myself. And yeah. Lee, again, man, I want to thank you, you know, for just coming on the show, bro, and just, you know, and letting us all know and letting us and giving us insight into your journey and what led you to the great events that we all participate in. Oh, uh, is there anything else you like people to know in general like how you know if people you know maybe you know what would you tell to maybe that other that young queer person that feels that you know there's no places for them you know just kind of your last message oh uh, wow what would i say um i don't even know what i would say i think you know there are times i felt alone and i didn't have community um but then i had to like manifest it right and so um I just basically was like, universe, like, I need a tribe. I need a folk, a group of folk who understand me and who push me and I push them and we learn and grow from each other. Um, but even in that process, like, stepping outside of myself and um, stepping outside of myself and, like, maybe going into spaces that were, like, somewhat intimidating or maybe if it's, like, Instagram, like, DMing people and just being like, hey, I, I appreciate the work that you're doing you know, can, can we have a convo, right? Like, um, sometimes we have, sometimes we have to be proactive, right? In, in building those communities. It doesn't like, it would be nice if it all just came to us, but sometimes it doesn't. Right. And so I think I've had to be very active in building communities and also know that, um, it starts with one other person like you, and then you will find more people and your community will grow. Um, but just be open to receiving it and sometimes probably like some patience around it because sometimes it doesn't come as quickly as we don't we want it to, but then it will come and it'll be everything we wanted and more. So, yeah. 
yeah, I think that's I think that's my advice. No, that yeah. that's yeah. cool. I mean, and that that's definitely important. You know, thank you for your nuggets. You know, your continuous nuggets of wisdom. And again, y'all, this is why it's so important to just be your own beacon. It's okay for us to vent. We have definitely, we have, and we have our places for that too. We may, some people may be in a place where they just need to vent about things. But at some point, the venting does have to turn into like a pro, like, you know, proactive action. It has to turn into action. So again, y'all just keep on doing it. You know, you can reach out to you can reach out to Lee. I'll have the links below where you can contact, reach out to Makers Lab, mm -hmm. find your information on Black and Space, more on the overall concept of how you know that how Makers Lab came about. You know, also if you need to reach out to me, I'll have links there. You know, below you can always email me as well. And thank you all again for joining me. Looking forward to seeing y'all next time. Y'all be good. Take it easy.